and welcome to Canary in a Comedy Gold Mine, the podcast where I, comedian Martin Angolo, test out material, topical material, on my good friend, Jer Stanton. Uh, and I'm joined by him. Hey, hi, Jer. Hi, Martin. How's it going? It's going all right. We're doing this from the Edinburgh Festival. We're both yeah, doing yeah. it at the Fringe. Yeah. And, uh, we live we're, together. We live together. We're in, a, we're in your bedroom recording this. Yeah. On a, a mic and what looks to be... Well, it's kind of a mic. It's close enough to a mic. It's close enough. So, yeah, the quality won't be great this week. Or next week. Yes, or next three it's weeks. It hasn't been great for about four weeks, says some fans. So we're in the Edinburgh Festival, and there's a lot of shows on. And uh, how's your show going? It's gone all right, yeah. Yeah, been up so much this week? Just doing shows every day. Yeah, you haven't been, so no time to keep up with the news. No, I haven't seen any of the news. Neither have I, really. Oh, this is going to be good, isn't it? It's going to be a loo- It's going to be loose. <laughs> <laughs> like most Edinburgh shows. So uh, this is the big... Why don't you explain to the boys and girls listening who might know what the Edinburgh Festival is? Oh, God. There's just loads of shows on. There's just loads of people hanging around. There's loads of comedy shows on, theatre shows, loads of idiots, places full of tourists. Yeah, and there's two things Edinburgh comedians are obsessed with, I find. Two things they're obsessed with. One is developing their art form to the best of their abilities. Yeah. And the other is uh, sucking and fucking like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Everyone's trying to get their end away at the vessel. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I've learned is uh, most comedians, you know, people say, oh, yeah, comedians are artists, really, you know, they're hard-working artists. You know, doing this festival, meeting a lot of comedians, a lot of them are freaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a bit fucked up. Yeah, a bit messed up, aren't they? So, um, uh, let's do some Jer facts. Oh, fucking hell, do we have to? I thought, because we're here, we're just, like, when we have a gammy mic, just go, I'm just going to listen to you say shit jokes, and, and then I react to them and tell you if they're good or not. Well, that would have been a good show, but... Uh, I haven't written that many jokes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here's a Jer fact. <laughs> so, Jer fact number one this week. Jer Staunton is a, a fluent French speaker. No. Huh? No. You, well, no, you speak French, though. No. Yeah, well, according to my notes, according to the facts. You just wrote those notes a second ago. <laughs> no, no, according to my notes, you speak French. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Well, that's, that's something. Okay, Jer fact number two. Yeah. Uh, Jer's favourite setting on a Yamaha keyboard is the rumba setting. No. Oh, what if I play in a bit now? No, it's not. Don't. You don't like the sound of this? How <laughs> <laughs> does this sound? <laughs> okay, Jer fact number three. Okay, okay. You're, you've argued with two so far. But... This is undeniable. Jer fact number three. Jer is an expert whistler. What? You can whistle a tune like nobody else. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my hidden skills that I've never told anyone about. Yeah. Do you wanna give us a bit? No, not at the moment. Ah, go on. <coughs> <laughs> What a lovely melody. So, Jer, how's your show going at the Fringe? What's your show about? It's uh, it's not about much, really. It's just me telling jokes for an hour or whatever, 45 minutes. You're trying to change the world. Not trying to change the world, no. Just telling funny stories. Mm. But there's a lot of different shows on, isn't there? A lot there's of a lot of different shows on. Yeah, like I was reading about this one woman, uh, Sarah Keyworth. Her show explores, uh, she talks about rape culture and her sexual abuse. All right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my show, I do a rice joke. <laughs> 
tack, tack. in the issues. <laughs> I'm not saying one's as good as the other, but uh, you know, yeah, they're different. Joke, I have a joke about a dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? We find comedy in different areas. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let's, do, let's do a joke. Let's do a joke. Um, here's, a quick, here's a quick one. I went on the Jeremy Kyle show and uh, took a lie detector, but they made me give it back. Oh, fuck's sake. How's that for a joke? Do you, you want to do a joke? You do a joke. I'd love to, yeah. We'd all like to hear Jerry something do a joke. They're not even typed now. You just scribble this ink is still wet. <laughs> okay. We were poor growing up. Oh, were you? Yeah, apparently. So poor that my mother would cut my hair using a salad bowl. Oh, yeah. I used to say it to her, I know we're poor, but use the scissors, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I cut hair with a salad no, bowl. How would you even? Yeah. It's ridiculous. At least a salad fork. <laughs> um... My my granddad was a confused man. Was he? Yeah, he used to and he used to say things in his old age. He's starting to say things, you know, that he doesn't really mean. He's going, uh, uh, Hamas is ruining society these days. The young people are obsessed with Hamas. You know, they can't get enough Hamas in their lives. And I say, no, granddad, hummus. <laughs> You're thinking of hummus. <laughs> it's a new. That's a new gag. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Stockton, you can do another one. <sighs> so well. When I was young, my parents said my uncle had bitten the dust. I thought it meant he had eaten some dirt, but it turns out they meant he died a horrible, horrible death. There you go. Choked on dust. <laughs> and okay, it's a it's a classic canary bit. Maybe you can give us a, an old, an old classic there, Stop. Okay, all right. I really do have a soft spot for my British Prime Minister Theresa May. Though. Do you? <laughs> It's out in the garden behind the shed. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what the punishment for bigamy is? Huh? Two British Prime Minister Theresa May's. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think you can do another joke as well. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. I live my life by one motto. Dance like nobody is watching. Which is why I always dance with my cock out. Your Honour. <laughs> that's and that's the comedy. That's shite. Oh, that's how you do comedy. Okay. <laughs> thought we could do some. Um, uh, we did some Frankie Boyle jokes last week. Yeah. I thought I'd do some Bernard Manning jokes this week. Okay. Let's um, change the style. <laughs> all right, all right. Man, I says to my wife, I says to the wife, pack your bags, I've won the lotto. She says, what should I pack? Something light, something warm? Where are we going? I says to the wife, I says, we're going nowhere. Just pack your bags and fuck off. Ricardo's moving in. (laughs) (laughs) He's changed his style. He has, he has. I went to see that Pavarotti last week. He's a right miserable git. He doesn't like it when you try to shag him. (laughs) That's one of Bernard Manning's jokes. Really? There it is, yeah. On the internet. He's changed his style. Uh, he's been a loss. <laughs> well, so, uh have been here a week, give or take. Uh, what would you say is like the funniest thing that's happened? You mean in a show? Yeah, in a show or best joke you've heard. I heard a funny. I heard a guy say a funny thing. He wasn't a comedian. He was just a punter. Okay. After a gig. Yeah. And he said he's seen loads of famous people <laughs> around yeah. Edinburgh. Sure. And I said I haven't seen any famous people. Who did you see? And he said, I saw one of the proclaimers twice. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like, you haven't just seen the proclaimers, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, other than that, yeah, it's been shite. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, there's a woman trying to bring kids into my show. I took yeah. kids in. And then she was asking me if, uh, if um, you know, if the show's appropriate for children. And I said, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, you know, not strong language. It's a bit of, I don't work blue. Yeah. Never work blue. But I said, um, you know, there's a bit of uh, language in it, you know, some suggestive innuendo. And then uh, she gets her, how old's the child? And she gets, it's 14. And she gets her daughter along and she goes, don't worry, this fucker's heard everything before. <laughs> and they go straight into the show. And, uh, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, if anything, I thought I was worried the children would be bored. It's actually the parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually everyone. It's actually the parents falling asleep, <laughs> nudging their children, going, "I want to leave." <laughs> um, so I thought uh, uh, that would be a good time since we're in Edinburgh. It's a perfect time. I mean, I think it's just suitable to do a Celtic folktale. Ah, uh, no, we're not doing that. We'll do a quick Celtic folktale. No, just do a quick one. I hate them. This is the tale of Wee Thomas who decided to take his own show, one-man show, to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He described the show as a one-man sketch show, like Monty Python, except Eric Idle. He had, he had the height and the slapstick nature of John Cleese, but nay the forced delivery of Eric Idle. He had the charm and wit of Michael Palin, but nay the laboured delivery of my Eric Idle. <laughs> he, had, he had the strong creativity of Terry Gilliam. But nay the bad jokes of Eric Idle. <laughs> he, he had whatever it was Terry Jones had. <laughs> but nay the ugly face of the aforementioned Idle. The show was to go ahead in a, in a venue near the train station. Very out of the way. He, he got himself a flyer, a wee lassie, uh, with a commanding voice and great tits. Jesus. Perky tits. Need the saggy tits of Eric Idle. <laughs> <laughs> She'd fly her hither to thither and get an audience into the show. Uh, <laughs> on the first day, the first weekend, expecting a sold-out show, he turned up to the venue, looked inside, to see empty seats, expecting an audience, but there was none. Weeks passed, nobody came, except one day he got a reviewer in from a, a website. He was an actor looking to make a name for himself. He reviewed the show thus. Not very good, mate. The review. <laughs> the, young, the young Thomas often ruminated about the show in his apartment, thinking what went wrong. One day he caught a glimpse of himself in the mirror. Looking in the mirror, we Thomas, his name wasn't Thomas, it was Tommy Tiernan. Oh, fuck's sake. And he did not know. He's selling out shows every night. This is, a, this is from the old days though. Don't interrupt the fucking, I'm go trying on, to. Go on. Well, that was pretty much the end of it. All right, was there a punchline? No, it was, it was Tommy. The reveal was it was Tommy Tiernan. Young Thomas, <laughs> yeah, it was to yeah. Thomas Tiernan. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 the story sort of shows that all comedians, you know, we struggle. Yeah, at the start. yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. You know, and we get, you know. Yeah. So it's a compliment, really. To it's Tommy. a compliment, really. Yeah. He's so showing how far he's come. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, he's like, and he's like Monty Python. You know, 
<laughs> without the without the Eric Idle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's end on a song. What? Let's end on a, let's end on a, end on a little song. Uh, no, why? <laughs> we need an end. We need a showbiz ending. Look, the like uh, it's very difficult coming up with material. Yeah, it is. People like it when you end on a song. Okay, all right. <clears throat>